Hello, this is Totally Tell Me. My name is Dominic Mercurio. I'm sitting next to Laura Weinbach. Hello, Totally Tell Me. And Anton Patzner will be joining us. Hi. There he is. There he is. Uh, this episode, the main topic that we're going to be discussing in a little bit is the 2016 film La La Land. Um, but before we get too deep into LA. Very deep. The deepest. How, how have you been? I've been good. I've we been just good. saw each other actually a few days ago to completely blow it for the audience. Not so. only that, but we saw each other like today. We also <laughs> have been hanging out. It's true. Because we actually went and saw the movie La La Land earlier. We did. Yes. It's been a, it's been and, a, uh, a full, well, not really. And we had to not talk about it after we saw the movie so that we could save it for tonight and totally tell you what we think about it. Ooh. Um, so instead, we actually, we actually caught up on what we were doing. That's true. We have we did just come up uh, with the name of the podcast, even though who knows when this episode will actually be uh, airing in which order. But um, this is the first one we've recorded since we came up with the name. So um, I guess we're still trying to figure out working in uh, Totally Tell Me, but I liked it. That was sly. That was good. Yeah, thank you. I loved it. Too. To- totally. Thank you. Totally good. Totally. Tell me how good it was. <laughs> <laughs> so... We're going to talk about some things that we've experienced this uh, these past few days before we jump into um, our thoughts, feelings, and sexual experiences with the movie La La Land. Mm-hmm. Um, One thing I was going to tell talk to you guys about, um, I saw Angel Olsen about oh yeah. like four nights ago. Um, she is incredible. She is so good live. Um, her album, My Woman, uh, which came out last year, was uh, I think my favorite of last year actually I love the your favorite what of last year uh, album favorite really? album yeah wow even mm-hmm. more favorite than the Foxtails Brigade self titled <laughs> 2016 I feel no like LP. you're not allowed to exactly wait vote for your it, own it album dis- it disqualifies yes, you your own album I I think uh guys <laughs> wait a minute what uh what I'm super stoked uh, uh an old friend of mine is Angel Olsen's manager and boyfriend. Uh, no way yeah dude totally tell him that like yeah what's up <laughs> i didn't realize I, I, wait they're they're currently dating yes. yeah we found out that that she's like on valentine's day she's like my man she like posted and it was him and i was like whoa i saw that instagram post actually because yeah. i follow her on instagram so that's the right. way that i that i would have seen such a thing but totally. i did see that oh interesting wow crazy so yeah good job mark <laughs> <laughs> well anyways the show Keep was incredible up. she played at the Fillmore uh in san francisco uh went with a couple friends um man she just like really live especially uh just has such a strong voice and i think is um a great stage presence too like i felt like she was really mm-hmm. incorporating the audience she's kind of like talking to us a lot and seemed genuinely interested by her own audience she wasn't just like there in kind of a bubble do you mean like like that she was talking literally talking a lot in between songs or like like that you felt she was like speaking to you through her songs (laughs) well actually both but (laughs) well but she wasn't talking a lot in between songs i i don't know I, i there was just a good amount of kind of banter and i think she's pretty funny too like she mm. she seemed just genuine and mm-hmm. and present mm-hmm. and uh like having a good time she seemed like she was really having a great time anyways i thought it was a phenomenal show definitely um cool. the best in recent memory so yeah I, i've I, been like still glowing from that <laughs> you, you look very like much like you're glowing from oh, that thanks, thanks. um yeah i i uh 
when we were touring in Europe with Emily Jane White, actually, mm-hmm. we were on the same route as uh, Angel Olsen, and she was always like playing in the venues that we were playing at, like an, the night before or two nights before. No, I do. I am genuinely intrigued, and um, I, I envision that she does put on a great live show. And yeah, not only have I heard that, but I've watched videos, and yeah, I think that uh, she's a, she's an interesting character. Yeah, for sure. Totally. And she does have an amazing voice. What about you? What have, what have you been up to? Well, uh, what have I been up to? Not a ton that we haven't already talked about, possibly in another episode that might be coming out soon. <laughs> Before or after. Um, <laughs> close in relation yeah. to this one. But um, I will mention a, a small conversation that Dominic and I had engaged in earlier tonight, <laughs> which might be of interest to those listening. Um, I just thought it was kind of funny because we went and had dinner at Fenton's. Um, Very good. right after we saw the movie and, uh, we, uh, I, I had asked out. for the bill and I had asked for, um, the waitress to put our bills on separate checks or whatever. And so, um, she, she, she gave me the thing and I, I was paying for mine and I was, I asked Dominic, I was like, Oh, did you get that? Like asking him if he had gotten his bill. And I said, did you get that? And Dominic is just like glaring at me with this like violated look. I believe your words do you just do you just take do you just take it or did you take it or did you take that or whatever it was no, and then do you, do you ever take it that's what you said i do you yeah, ever take it whatever it was i didn't think it was anything that was too <laughs> off the charts in terms of like being a regular question and he was looking at me with this kind of like weird sort of intense sort of like internal smile <laughs> and um really like kind of like you know semi-sexualized look in his eyes and i thought wait a minute did you think i just asked you do you get fucked in the ass or something like that and he was like yeah (laughs) i did think you asked me that (laughs) i was like oh i did not the exact phrasing is important here and i feel like you said something along the lines of do you ever just take it like, do you take it? Like, do you take it? Do you? And you thought you that I, it? and that by that, by saying, do you ever take it? You thought I was also, asking, do you take it in the ass? I will say th- that we have to have some context for this because we were <laughs> just talking about sex. About boyfriends? We, we were just talking well, about these Kind of, of but I mean, I wasn't just like about to be like, do you take it in the ass? Like, because <laughs> it would have been semi out of nowhere. I mean, the lady had just given us our bill and uh, then all of a sudden jumped to... <laughs> Uh, that so d- Dominic caught me off guard but then he was like because if you want to know I mean yeah I mean like I'm neither top nor bottom guy and I mean I just you know I'm down for whatever and I hate when guys are just like oh I'm bottom only and I'm like <laughs> bottom only you, he's like yeah like, like there's that, certain yeah. and I so this is he actually educated tonight. me tonight on something that I was not aware of and he was like oh yeah like there's certain guys that are just strictly bottom <laughs> <laughs> and I, <laughs> I thought and, that that and was what else hilarious. what else did you learn and that they're strictly other, bottom or, and, or totally top. There you go. <laughs> so these are like literal terms that I was not aware of that are totally used in the gay community. The gay community. <laughs> and on there, there are even like preferences that you can check on like Grindr, Grinder, or whatever. <laughs> and I was completely unaware. I mean, now you are. Yeah. So Welcome. I have had a boyfriend now for over almost like going on eight years. So I'm like totally out of the loop with regard to like modern dating styles and and, um, you know, what it takes. Yeah, did you to ever have be to do on, like a no, online dating the, ever? Have you ever done an online date? I the closest I came to it was registering on OkCupid just to kind of see what was out there. Mm. And did you ever um, answer any of the questions? 
to see if I was a totally top or <laughs> no, <laughs> strictly okay. bottom. No, I'm kidding. I think okay, Cupid. It's like you answer a bunch of. Yeah, yeah, I, I did answer like a bunch of questions, and um, uh. So you went that far. You. Like I went made as a far. I went as far as making a profile, and I think I saw some options, and I think <laughs> that like one of the options was somebody that I kind of knew, and I thought, huh, <laughs> and that was about as far as it went. Mm-hmm. And then uh, you're like delete. And then I was like, totally get me the fuck off of this. No, totally tell no, me. no. I mean, it was, it was actually interesting, but then yeah, nothing ever came of it. And so that was, yeah, that was pretty much the extent of my online dating experience. But, um, you know, things have changed so much in the last eight years. I mean, totally top or strictly bottom like that is <laughs> T- total top. Total oh, top. damn it. Really? I kind of like totally top more. You could say totally top. Sure. We'll, we'll um, start it up here and now. But anyway, so Dominic, yeah, he totally told me about. <laughs> <laughs> Look at this. You're just roping him in every, every couple of minutes. You know, minutes. it works. Good. That's why we're using it as the title of there our podcast go, yeah. because it works. It works. It totally works. Sometimes um, it does. But anyway, so yeah. So apparently, yeah, like strictly bottom are guys who only want to receive. Now that phrase, I don't know if it's really Anderson like a butt. phrase that you would use, but I like what, it. Strictly and bottom? You, how you use it. You yeah. know what? I think strictly that bottom. we should have a band called Strictly Bottom. <laughs> right, right. I actually thought about having that be the name of this podcast, but. Strictly Bottom. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think it's kind of Oh, got to rename the podcast. Anton, yeah. had you heard these, uh, like, a, like a top and a bottom as far as. Did you know that, about those terms? Did you know about that? Well, I mean, I <laughs> knew that they would have to pick <laughs> wait no they don't have to pick I dominic mean, doesn't pick no no well, i guess what i'm I saying mean, yeah you could, you could i know but on any given yeah. sunday you outing. can't quite be in at both at the same time That's no what but like saying. there are people that the whole point of those terms is that you are either one or the other at all times strictly well, bottom or totally top <laughs> okay again, meaning you will is, uh, if you're a strictly bottom you will not go on it doesn't like, surprise me that there would be people who would only be down with one although i, I would expect that totally top would be more common <laughs> like i know that's so totally funny because because <laughs> dominic was like oh my god i'm not gonna name names but he was like you know i hate when guys are like you know when i'm like like can we change positions and then like the partner will be like oh no i'm strictly bottom <laughs> like <laughs> like they will not budge from that but oh budge I, <laughs> is that a word <laughs> is budge is that an option Wait, wait, no, wait. Can you just can you do a a, like a really quick review of all the options that you were? We went over the options that you can check off on like Grinder or whatever. (laughs) It's like totally top. No, it's strictly bottom. The totally top. You. What was the other one? It starts with a V. And the strictly bottom. You've also made up. (laughs) No, you made them up. No, top and bottom is what I told you. No, wait, no. There was. um, By the way, there's a third word. It starts with a V. Verse. Yes. Verse just means you're versatile. Yeah. You're. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you you can go either way, one or the other, it. or both. I love it. I love it. And you like poetry, it's very good. And that you like yeah, verse poetry. <laughs> and you are versatile. You are verse. One could say that. Yeah. So you're not. If I were to label myself in such a way, which I think is kind of dumb in general, anyways, to be honest with you. Yeah. I think the whole thing is kind of it's like a ridiculous. Uh-huh. Like it's more like an ex- it's, you know, I, I think adhering to to that kind of shit is just kind of like silly. It's just kind of pointless. Uh huh. And. uh because there's joy to be had on all levels. Yeah, just fill it out. You know, just like whatever's going to happen. It's like with every person that you're with, you kind of just like develop a rapport, you could say. Because at the worst, you can just be verse. <laughs> at the worst, just be verse. There we go. That's the... 
that, I guess. So it's a totally top. Uh, strictly bottom. B- b- oh, strictly, strictly bottom. And a, what's what's your verse phrase here? Oh, no, no, because... Because at the worst, you just go at, verse. Just at the worst, go no. Verse, yeah. I mean, that's interesting. <laughs> I did not know that. I was totally out of the loop on that one. Yeah. So I'm, I, I'm, I'm glad to have learned something in. new. I feel really ignorant right now, honestly. <laughs> um, but no, I'm glad that now I know. What else have you been up to? Uh, hmm. I think that I pretty much have talked to you about the extent of what I've been up to <laughs> lately. I mean, other than more episodes of Tales from the Crypt and. Oh, fun, fun. Um, our our totally top and strictly bottom conversation earlier tonight. Not a whole lot other than having gone to see La La Land with you, which I'm excited to talk about. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. One quick other thing before we get to La La Land, I was just going to mention. Sure. I did listen to Animal Collective's new EP. Oh, um, yeah. It's called, I believe it's called The Painters or something. I think it's called The Painters. Mm-hmm. Um, four songs uh, just came out on Friday, so I got a chance to listen to it over the last couple of days. Uh, liking it. Basically sounds a lot like their uh, most recent album, which came out almost a year ago now, called Painting With, mm-hmm. um, which was kind of um, a slight shift for them, just in the sense of that much, very short songs that I felt like were extremely chaotic and fast. Like yeah. the tempo in general mm-hmm. was like, it's like all quick songs and fast tempo mm-hmm. um, for almost the entire duration of the album, which usually they kind of have like a bit more of a variety but i feel like mm-hmm. they're really going for one thing and it's kind of felt very like playful very colorful very even like childlike and just like an overwhelming amount of sound i would say it was what was going on in their latest album yeah. so this one kind of just felt like an extension of that uh and i was reading that the four songs were kind of recorded in the same um sessions so oh. it felt pretty much like an extension of that um Wait, all I four like- songs were recorded in the same session of the main album that they're kind of like they're basically bonus tracks from the recording sessions oh, of their previous album gotcha. is the cp four song oh i see one is a cover um so the three like new songs of theirs uh, are pretty much in line with their most recent album which uh is cool but i also am i felt myself like wanting um a shift in sound for them i guess hmm. as i was listening to it mm-hmm. they were fine songs but mm-hmm. ultimately i was kind of like ready for i think i'm like ready for the next thing that they're gonna do mm-hmm. versus just kind of like more of the Sorry. of the previous uh-huh. album but i have been listening to it and liking cool. it throwing it on cool killer yeah let's uh i think we're ready to talk about um i think i'm ready for you to totally tell me what you thought of la la land uh, i will totally <laughs> tell you and just a disclaimer mm-hmm. there will be spoilers yes and this was my second time seeing the movie tonight. Dominic's first time. Yes, we just Anton saw it. Anton saw it once, not with us. I tonight. saw it on Laura's first time. Yeah, on Laura's <laughs> first time. Right. Um, and okay, so what did you think? Go. What did I think of La La Land? Yeah. It's fine. Really? <laughs> oh my God. It's, sir, it's, it's a good movie. I would say it's a good movie. Did you not like totally enjoy the end though? The ending actually, I mean, I was going to wait till later, but Wasn't that is my that favorite amazing? part. That's my favorite part of the movie. I mean, it the, was, yeah. the epilogue um, yeah. is the best part of the entire film. Yeah. Has no dialogue. It's just, it seems even what, like five minutes, five, 10 minutes. Yeah. It's, it's a fairly extended length of time yeah. where it, it kind of like, I mean, I guess we're getting right into the spoilers, but sure. it kind of uh, goes through an alternate way in which like she seems to be imagining how her life could have gone differently. And she kind of like is imagining this different route where 
her and Ryan Gosling's character, you know, fell in love and, or, you know, from that first moment that they met, they kissed and then like, oh, they have a kid and how her life would be different if, if she had kind of pursued a, a different choice earlier. Or um, was that what had actually happened? And then the reality that it ends on is like the fantasy. I think it's, I think that the movie itself is very much about blurring the lines between fantasy and reality and kind of like, you know, la la land. It's like this place where people go to to pursue their dreams and to try to fulfill these fantasies that they have and like the vision that they have of that fantasy and then the reality of life settling itself into those fantasies and then kind of the 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 um in the inclination to lose track and lose sight of reality when you dive into pursuing your dreams and kind of like you know there's a lot of all the things that come with that I think that's a great point. And the delusional kind of state of, yeah, mentality that is definitely prone to people who do pursue their dreams. And uh, the necessary part of being a little bit delusional for for being able to go that far. Yeah, I totally agree with that. I think that's that's certainly a theme of the movie and of the ending as well, which seems somewhat vague as to what is real and what is not. I guess my personal interpretation was that it seemed like she was imagining this other life, this other way things could have gone. Well, that's what it was for sure. Really? I I honestly think that it, I think that it's definitely up for interpretation that the whole thing could be a fantasy. Well, it is. And like the whole thing, it's a a departure from reality. It's not a true story. It is a motion exactly. picture it, exactly. Hollywood, California. Exactly, exactly. And at the end, it says, like, made in Hollywood. Yeah. You know, so yeah, it's kind of like... Yeah, the whole film is very in love with Los Angeles and Hollywood and well, it's actors. it's like a sort of... It's, an, it's a, uh, you know, it's a... Uh, it's an homage. An homage to Hollywood, for it sure, is, in Los absolutely. Angeles. But um, I think it does... Which is why it's going to win every single Oscar. It really I, is. Yeah. As I was watching the movie, I was like... Even half rolling my eyes sometimes is like this is gonna this is clearly gonna win runaway success. Oh, so I guess to timestamp this, we are actually recording this before the Oscars. This may be released after the Oscars, so maybe this is old news to, as you're hearing this. But um, we currently don't know who won Best Picture, and I would I would put all of my money on La La Land. La La Land will win Best Picture and probably most of the Oscars. I would say, even yeah. though I I. Um, Another episode that we recently did, which may come out after this, for Moonlight, um, I prefer Moonlight to this. Um, I, I figured you would. Yeah. Uh, but La La Land's a good movie. I don't think it would be, you know, it's not bad for it to win Best Picture, but I, de- I definitely feel like there are better films that came out in this previous year. Yeah. Multiple? Multiple films, yes. Really? Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, totally. Wait, before we get into that, though, I just want to say that... Actually, having seen it now for the second time, mm-hmm. I think I have an even deeper appreciation for it than I did the mm. first time. Uh, the first time I saw it, I kind of wasn't sure how to feel about it because I did not necessarily like get wrapped up in it from the minute it started. You know, like the first that whole first oh opening worst <laughs> musical scene was I felt like starts with the worst, ends with the best. Yeah, it, it reminded me of like a Virgin Mobile ad God, with like people so wearing cheesy. colorful like primary colored t-shirts and big smiles I and like was big puffy hair. <laughs> I was uncomfortable in the theater watching. No, it was, it like, was oh rather my God, cringeworthy. Are we strapping in for this it was right very now? Very much. Am a bit I of a really going to watch this for I two hours? That's the point of it. Is like you better get ready. 
this is gonna be a musical. I know that. If you don't like <laughs> musicals, too bad. You're here. No, yeah. because I think that the musical aspect of it wasn't the cringeworthy part. It was like the design of it. Oh my god. The the so look cheesy. of the whole opening scene and those like primary colors and then yeah. that part where they they like open up the big giant moving truck and there's like a band in there and they're all like smiling the whole the whole opening sequence is so so cheesy and very cringeworthy i I was like uncomfortable in my seat i'm not kidding i was like oh man this is i don't know about this but it got it got much better after that yeah and i actually yeah i i really did did like emma stone's performance in it and i yeah i wasn't actually sure how i felt about her before on the on the first time i saw it but seeing it again this time um yeah, I really appreciated um, her subtlety and her naturalness, like in the way that she, um, you know, executed her performance. But uh, you know what else I noticed was that the song that had stood out to me the first time I watched the movie, which was the song that she sings when she's at her audition that gets her the part in the movie where everything changes for her. Mm. Um, here's to the dreamers. <laughs> yep. um, that was like my favorite part of the movie when I saw it the first time and then thinking about it this time i'm realizing that song is pretty much like i think a direct ripoff of rainbow connection because <laughs> the song goes here's to the dreamers da, 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 da. and rainbow connection goes one day you'll find that the rainbow connection the lovers the dreamers and me i mean it's like which i learned is a kermit the frog song is that correct? oh yeah i mean I it's, it's a classic yeah. Have you heard that song? Yeah. Anton? For sure. Okay. I, no, I we, we, we even did a we recording of it. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> we, we do it. We do it. I oh, got it, got it, got it, got it. Um, but yeah, I, I, I <laughs> knew I there know. was a reason why I liked that song so much. <laughs> and it's because it sounds a lot like Rainbow Connection and also has similar lyrics. Mm-hmm. Um, regardless, though, I mean, everybody's... You know, I don't think it's that... Guilty of beg borrowing that and stealing. St- I don't think it is a in, uh, d- direct reference. Isn't it, though? I mean... I don't think so. Listen to uh, it again, and you might notice it's, well, it's pretty damn maybe. similar. While we're talking about the music, I... Maybe I, unintentionally. Maybe. Maybe. I mm. did um, like the repeating song that I think the first time you hear it is when Ryan Gosling oh, uh, plays is it on singing the piano. it. Um, maybe, oh. maybe he plays on the piano, but, um, there's the first time I really started noticing it, it probably oh, already showed up. Stars, City of Stars. Yeah. Yeah. I, I actually, I liked that one. Oh uh, yeah, it's very spe- good. Uh, specifically a couple renditions of it. I mean, they're, it, they play it at least four or maybe even five times throughout the film. City um, of but stars. I really liked, uh, Ryan Gosling's like solo version of it when he's on, uh, the pier. Mm-hmm. Um, that yeah. seemed like to be a very real and just like bare recording. Yeah. And not even like particularly perfect no which i, I really think they liked. were going for that i really liked that a lot that was my favorite musical moment of uh the movie i think that they wanted the uh performances for the most part like when it was the salt so- like solo performances with mm-hmm. just the voices um those were much better i think that I thought, they than partic- the big musical they, numbers yeah, yeah i think that they specifically wanted them to have a live feel and a live they sound live, and yeah. to like really capture like the vulnerability of a live performance. Yeah, that's cool. Even though I doubt that they were actually recorded on those sets or anything. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't think they were recorded on the set, but I think that they were like one take. You yeah. know what I mean? There's oh, that's a, that brings me to another thing. There was a lot of throughout the entire film long takes, and yeah. I was constantly wondering, I was constantly looking for the hidden cuts, which I definitely like noticed where they could put a few, but I 
the next thing I want to do after this podcast is like look into the technical aspects of how they made this film mm-hmm. because I'm wondering how much of that was real um, and how much of it was fake. Like specifically, there's a couple moments. One being when it's like the golden hour sunset when the, when they first um, oh, first that, like really that hang first out. Dance. Yeah, um, yeah, and they're at the bench or whatever. Yeah, I love um, that. That's that one. Ve- uh, it seemed to be one very long shot, which mm-hmm. I mean, there must have been some hidden cuts. But more specifically, I was like, how did they get this background to stay so consistent through right. all this? Totally. Because I was thinking that too. It only looks like that for like 20 minutes. You I, know? Had, I assumed it was a set. <laughs> it must have been a set. Yeah. But it seemed it seemed so real too. I, I, I don't know. Uh, but then again, I guess this this goes back to the theme of the film, right? Blurring the fantasy and reality. Yeah. Because it did seem throughout the film that there was uh, these sort of like almost two perfect um, visual things going on. Yeah. Um, though visually it is a very stunning film. Like the cinematography is beautiful. Totally. The colors are beautiful. Some really just uh, creative use of color, I, I thought, throughout yeah. the entire film. Lots yeah, of like cool contrast stuff. Yeah, I, and I really, the costume designs. Yeah, the costumes cool. are great. I really liked that one moment where she's like doing some auditions in a row, and they they were switching her shirt and the background color to always be uh, complementary colors. Yeah, they were always opposite one uh-huh. another. It was like orange and blue, and then yeah, um, I thought that was cool. There was like just very bold color throughout the entire film. So visually, particularly it's, it's in that fun. opening sequence. Yeah, the opening <laughs> sequence is not. visually stunning, but also I mean, it was, was a straight completely... up Virgin Mobile. <laughs> but uh, as far as like the the long shots go, that opening sequence was pretty impressive, right? Yeah, I mean, it's not is, just. It's real. I mean, it's. I mean, it can't all be real. It cannot, it cannot yeah. all <laughs> be real. If it's not real. It's but still even, amazing. Yeah. Yeah, it's the choreography. It's impressive. It is impressive because it's not just like one one shot is like one crazy shot yeah. of like sure. a whole bunch of crazy stuff happening in the camera doing some crazy yeah, movement it's a roller like there's like some some they had to have like a tightrope walker to walk on a on a ledge at one point or something you know right mm. there's one part where the camera jumps up onto a ledge yeah. Onto a thin ledge mm. and, and walks oh. down the ledge. Oh, I, I thought maybe. Yeah, they probably had that shit on like a, a crane. giant crane. Okay. And, I mean, well, <laughs> well, that's my guess. I mean, for something like that, that seemed. Because it was also like going above the cars and stuff. So it seemed like it had to have been on. Or there might have been a drone involved. I mean, <laughs> could have been a drone, yeah. But. Um, Certainly some hidden cuts. But it is impressive regardless of the hidden cuts. Like, yeah. not to diminish the. Um, the kind of astonishing nature of like seeing these huge musical numbers done in seemingly one takes even if it wasn't truly one take which i highly doubt and i mean it's basically positive it's not um <laughs> even the blending of the takes was very well done and it yeah. was a great presentation like the style of the film always kind of being like one roaming camera and you feel like you're really going through these spaces i thought that was uh well done yeah i think that it, it it's uh it works because it captures kind of the spirit of a live musical yes. Yeah, in totally. that, with that. Yeah, that that was the sense I got. That's what they were going for. for I also sure. like the pacing of the movie actually a lot. The timing and just the, I, it it had it took its time when it needed to take its time, and then it moved on when it needed to move on. Like it was, I felt really well timed. Yeah, for, for I me. agree with that. It wasn't too fast because it could have really easily gone in that direction, and it it really didn't for me. And I I, I appreciated that about it. Um, I also think that it did capture the spirit of what it's like to be an entertainer and to go through the roller coaster of of 
that decision that one makes in their life to follow their passion or whatever. And, and also kind of like sheds light on what maybe most I don't think that the public often sees what it's like. And it's funny because I was just talking about this with Dominic a couple days ago about how I had this idea to maybe write a script about uh, my life as a musician and what that's like and to kind of show or illustrate the things that maybe people don't know about and the the trials that are not as obvious. Um, And I think that actually seeing this movie... I maybe I don't need to do it because I think this movie really does that in a lot of ways. Like the way that it, it um, depicts Ryan Gosling's character when he like joins John Legend's band. He kind of makes the he makes and the choice to go for like, money, basically. Yeah, but it's interesting because I think that a lot of people would see that as being a successful career move, and that you know he's in the spotlight and he's like on the stage being able to perform his instrument, but in someone else's band. And I don't think that you know necessarily the general public would recognize that as being like a secondary um kind of dream to what was really his primary dream of being like an original composer and performer and mm-hmm. you or know, well create. more specifically in it's about, in jazz. J- about doing jazz versus sure doing pop. or whatever the point is is that he wasn't fully living out this dream, dream. that he had and they say envisioned. that too. And they, they do they say often it. Mention but dream. like, it's funny because I think that it does illustrate the nuance. Even in that first scene when he's like on the stage with John Legend and then it becomes like extra yeah. like cheesy when they they show that, that lit up sign and everything and it's just like over the top. Yeah. And everybody in the crowd is loving it except Emma Stone's character is like, what the fuck? Because she knows what he wants to be doing. Yeah, and I think that she also kind of sees that it's like kind of ridiculous, you know right. what I mean? And, and while at the same time, everybody else around her doesn't see that. And... um and even Ryan Gosling's character doesn't quite see it. Like he gets well, lost seen, in it a little yeah. bit too. Or he's he like in a denial. He's kind of in a state of denial about it. It's like, oh, he's this is. He's kind of like, well, it pays well. Uh, that's the, yeah. That's the and, I, I got. and that's something that happens in real life too, yeah. for oh, sure. Absolutely. I mean, like it's definitely, you know, something that I think most musicians who play in other bands have probably felt at one point or another. And, um, I don't know. I just thought that that was interesting because I don't think that movies really show that very often, you know, or that people realize the the different like subtle stages of one's path in their, you know, car- their career as an artist. Um, and and like the varying kind of degrees of emotions that you feel in different positions that you might get placed into because of choices that you make. And uh, the thing about this movie, though, that um, to me is very different from real life is that it seems to all end on a like happy note. And right. I don't know if that's true for everybody. I'd like to believe it. And I think that this movie really pinpoints that feeling too, as an artist, you want to believe that everything will be okay and that it's going to end how you think it's supposed to end. Like that you're going to be a successful artist one day, if that's what you want to do. And, and that's, a truth that the movie shows, but also maybe a fantasy that may or may not be true in real life, <laughs> mm-hmm. which is cool. Cause I, yeah, again, I think that the movie is really good at, at blending those, those lines. I think that conversation that they have um, at the dinner that Ryan Gosling surprises her with really like summarized the theme of the movie, which is definitely seems to be about, 
or at least one major theme of the film seems to be about kind of uh, following your dream or kind of giving in to a secondary it's like it's kind of connected to your dream but it's not exactly yeah. your dream and you're still able to make a living and i thought that scene was really great the dialogue there was 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 uh really great and, yeah and well i agree delivered. i agree i um, thought that was a good a really great scene too but i do real well written i do gotta say though um as much as i do like those specific things that you're talking about mm-hmm. i feel like the overall story of this movie was like fairly um straightforward and kind of like okay it's a love story like again you know it, it felt Is it though I yeah don't i don't know it totally did seem like that to me it, i think that was the surface the, guys the cheesy, the, the cheesy elements for me came in with the kind of just like this kind of i don't know like they, oh they almost kiss multiple times but then something cuts them off but that's part of the fantasy see it's it's homaging like old movies basically and i yeah. think that i mean it, it honestly is, i haven't seen yeah. casablanca since i was maybe like a very small child but i have a feeling that that this was a direct parallel to that scenario <laughs> mm-hmm. i could be wrong sorry if i sound like a total retard right now and not knowing what I'm no it is an homage it's an homage to old hollywood for sure that's that's part of the fantasy of yeah being an entertainer especially in los angeles it's like you want to have it all Mm -hmm. it's the fantasy of having it all the love story the successful career this like magical experience that you think is what it's going to be like to have all those things and then potentially the reality which is we don't know what the reality really is. People don't know what the reality is. Mm. That's the thing. I guess what I'm saying, though, is it didn't grab me as like I wasn't particularly invested in the yeah. story. I got to say, I mean, like, oh, OK, I, I was enough. into the theme of uh, the themes that you were talking about as far as like, you know, following your dreams, like that aspect of it. I was mm-hmm. actually very engaged in. Yeah. And I was I was very curious as to how things are going to play out differently for Ryan Gosling versus Emma Stone's character. Yeah. Because they clearly kind of pick, they were picking different paths about the halfway mark of the film, you know? Yeah, and in Casablanca, they don't, yeah, so they don't end up together at the end of that movie. I've not seen Casablanca. When he's like, here's looking at you, kid, or whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's them parting ways. What? You haven't uh-huh. seen Casablanca? I know, there's lots of old Have you seen Kiss Citizen films. Kane? I have seen Kiss Citizen I haven't. Kane yet. Oh, oh, really? <laughs> dude, you have not taken Film 101, obviously. Mm. I did, I just didn't do my homework oh man that's a really you gotta see that movie Uh, that's actually when i watched it too was it was uh it was assigned but yeah i think that uh while the love story element is present in the movie i don't think that that that's what this movie is about at all i don't think that it's a love story because it really isn't just a love story. But it's the a, central it's a story relationship of, is two people falling in love the entire time. I mean, you know. The, the is it? Or is it about two people finding their paths? And I that mean, it they is come together at some. Love. No, but they like they come together at a certain point. But then the story goes on regardless of the fact I that mean, they're not he- together. Here's, here's the thing. Like people around us in the theater when they like didn't end up together we're, we're like oh and to me that <laughs> that's like uh-huh, okay like come on like does it matter does it matter <laughs> you know do they need to end up together for this to be a like a good film I, you know i i would have liked for them to have been together like in you know in my heart of hearts yeah sure i felt uh-huh. invested enough in their relationship for to yeah. care yeah but it's better film if they don't right yeah, exactly. And that's <laughs> But no, that that's a true point actually. And I think that that's what the movie is trying to say is that what's more important mm-hmm. you know to people. 
and to the art or whatever to the craft it's not love it's like basically there this movie is saying that your career as an artist or your path as an individual is more important than love hey i actually like the ending though i mean i i full-on loved the last 10 ish minutes of this movie that was incredible. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, I. me too. I, Including the fact that they didn't end that's up That's how I felt when I first saw the movie. Though. I was like, you know, I loved the last 20 minutes, mm-hmm. but I don't know if I liked the rest of it. But I actually yeah. do like the rest of it after seeing it again. I have a great respect for it. Let's say that. You know, yeah. like, I really do think that a lot went into making this movie. I mean, it was an incredible feat for sure. As I was watching, I was like, wow, this is n- not many filmmakers could pull this off and it really is well done um you know yeah. actually something uh this is the director of whiplash i don't know if you saw whiplash oh uh, yes i did um and this is actually a similar J- way and what's his name jk rowling no jk, JK Rowling. <laughs> yeah uh yeah he's he, a, he makes an he's appearance so funny well. he's so good that scene is great wait let's oh get let's God, get back to that good. in a second but what i want to say is whiplash also had an absolutely incredible wordless music focused ending i don't know if you recall but um oh yeah i remember yeah when they like on- battle it out it's just like an on-stage thing, and he's like doing his crazy like drum yeah, thing and J.K. Rowling is all like against him at first, and then he's just like with it. Yeah, he just he's like, him. wait a minute, he's killing it right now, exactly. and then he's like, he gets totally into it. But I felt like that was the best part of that film as well. Oh yeah, and it, it really it had such direct uh, similarities. I felt like in tone to this, like it was this wordless, music-focused, just visual, visually stunning moment that kind of like really amped things up. Like it really has made you like feel good. Um, Mm -hmm. Or feel something. Yeah, definitely feel something. Um, Because that was the moment of the film that I felt the most. Like hands down. Yeah. Um, The rest of the movie, I was was having a good time. I was entertained. Absolutely. Um, I thought some parts were a little cheesy or sappy, but that's fine. Um, I think it's supposed to be like that though. Some parts were genuinely funny. I also felt like some of the humor... Uh, also sometimes kind of felt a little like... Uh, Hideyosa like, Mamamoto. Like, like twee or just kind of like... <laughs> sure. You know, just kind of like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Vanilla. Yeah. Like, not really pushing anything, really. Dude, what about DJ Reel's guest appearance? Oh, huh? man. DJ Reel. Let's talk <laughs> about that. I mean, what the hell? Holy shit. That was crazy. I mean, dude, it was his freaking twin. This is insane. Nick, if you're listening. Dude, you're in that movie. What the fuck? Why didn't now, you we tell are, us? We are talking about a friend of ours, uh, Nick, who he, goes, he goes by, by DJ Real. He goes by his stage name. He's DJ in Real. the movie, La La Land, <laughs> um, during the party scene, and he's like in an 80s band. When and Ryan Gosling is pl- playing in the band by the pool. If you've seen the movie, the front person of that band looks just like our friend he doesn't just look like him he is like he him must i mean be. he must dj be. real does a similar thing to this it's guy crazy and like they dress the same I and they talk laughing. the same i mean it's crazy their face and their, their profile was the same face i mean it was very much a yeah what the he hell? swears that it wasn't him <laughs> <laughs> i also i, just, I don't fully i wonder him. if he just took the check and was just like I'll Maybe what if name. what if the directors were like you can't tell any fucking one <laughs> we're gonna give you this goddamn part but you better not fucking tell anybody <laughs> or it's your fucking ass <laughs> if you goddamn so much as say a word of this to anybody you will be fucking blacklisted he's like okay okay I'm sorry man your career's over <laughs> yeah 
it was a we're gonna give you this part it was a striking <laughs> similarity i i was cracking up for sure that that was rather strange i i really liked um to talk about the humor for the of the movie for a second i i really liked the um kind of first hints of that ryan gosling is struggling with the whether he's going to like kind of play into uh just kind of doing shit as he's assigned or if he's going to follow his passion when he's like in that um oh, that high restaurant? end restaurant and the uh, JK Rowling's uh, comes over and is <laughs> like you better play mom music JK Rowling yeah you better <laughs> play mom music and he's like what about a two for one deal by the way Ryan Gosling he's pretty hot he is hot in I will he look good oh man he look good but that's that's <laughs> side note side note anyways getting back on track here that I really liked that moment though where he's like playing the Christmas songs but like <laughs> the way he's playing it is just like I don't give a shit, you know, like uh-huh. because he so clearly wants to be playing uh, his jazz tunes. But that yeah. moment really, I felt like was so funny to me. I just felt like his acting was great. Um, like the way his face looked, he's just like, oh god, why am I doing this? Yeah, and look, we've all been there. And it really felt real. That felt like a real moment of it, like it just... you are sometimes hired to do some shit that you don't want to do. Yeah, and you gotta just. Put it on a happy face. And, and it's like soul sucking. Yeah. No, that, that really yeah. that really captured that. I, I, I really liked that how vibe, that was yeah. how that was done. Yeah, I think again, once and again, a good illustration of what it's like to <laughs> survive as a musician. Mm-hmm. Sometimes. I, mean, I gotta set the record straight on one thing. Do uh it. okay, so I love it every time every time he's playing the piano in the movie. It's great. Like he's uh you know, I, I like the piano, and I like so, seeing someone play the piano. And um, apparently, like, so a lot of people think that he is playing the piano in the movie. <laughs> yeah. Because he had to learn all the songs. He had to learn all those songs, and he talks about that in all of his interviews, how he had to learn all these songs. <laughs> um, but he's not playing the piano. They have a session guy, a really great session guy, playing the piano, and he had to learn them so that his hands would be in sync, yeah. which I think is great. That's great because I hate it in music movies when the hands are, are not, not in sync. Absolutely, yeah. totally. So he didn't play the parts, but he, he did learn them to the point where he could believably lip hand like sync. He was hand sync. Yeah. So and there you go. <laughs> that's the same thing with whiplash i don't know if you remember that film but i was very impressed by whiplash's ability to, for for the drums to actually look like the drum parts that were being played because oh, yeah. that also pisses me off a lot of the times that you see drummers in films they're always just like playing like a standard kind of beat and then mm-hmm. like what you're hearing is like a solo mm-hmm. i'm like oh god that's not what he's playing that's clearly not what he's playing uh-huh. or it's like straight up just not even in in sync yeah you know uh but i felt like whiplash actually did a, a great job of really like what you see really f- at least felt oh, like i think they kind of had to be like that for that movie well, yeah, yeah yeah i yeah. mean it's kind of a hardcore <laughs> but also <laughs> like, i mean y- yes you're right Berkeley school of music but it's right the there. same director and i think i think yeah. it must be this director though, i, I like that he i that. like that he prioritizes yes. like making authenticity the musical That's instruments I mean. be played in sync with the exactly. actual sound sure. of their instruments. I totally agree with you because well, I, I, obviously the director's a musical person. I mean, yeah, he's he obviously has values, sure. in the, you know. 
in music and music authenticity it's rare, and performance. Though. So it is absolutely rare and but usually, hard to do I, because they yeah. do actually have to learn the parts, which is. But usually, movies that are about music are not directed by musically oriented directors. I I don't know his background, but I, mean, I, I don't got know. to assume if he if he's made two movies this focused on music, he's. Or wait got a minute. It. Well, I know that he went to jazz school because there that because his uh, uh, Whiplash was about his his jazz. Or no, he didn't go to jazz school. He went to well, he was in the jazz band in high school, and Whiplash was about his teacher. Oh, was it actually? A, was it? Well, it, in an, an interview version. though, I heard I heard him say it was like more about how he. Felt his teacher was, mm. but <laughs> right. in, in now looking back at it, he thinks his teacher was fine. <laughs> I see, I see. Uh-huh. I'm trying. Yeah, but so I, you know, I, I, I really like the movie. I, I probably give it an eight for on my scale. You know, one to ten. I give it a ten. Really? <laughs> yeah, sure. Wow, you didn't even want to see it again. Yeah, for me well, to give something a ten, I have to be like down to watch it multiple times. I give tens out a lot. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, you know, it's fine. It's a good movie. I, I don't really want to assign it a score. I, I, sure. Um, just give I, it I just a think ten. It's good. Yeah, it's a ten, right? You know, I mean, I think you can get a sense from uh, my tone uh, how I feel about the movie. Yeah. I think it's a good. I think it's a good movie. I would recommend it to some people that I know. Yeah. Not all people. Um, I I think. Uh, you know, I guess my biggest problems with it were just um, opening sequence, story <laughs> opening sequence for sure. God, that part um, is so bad. And just like, for, just in general, I think for me, it's just personally hard for me to get into a musical, and th- I think that's just a personal thing for me. So that's that's not really on anyone. Else but, but even me. after, like, even the, okay, once you got past the first, like, I'll just say twenty minutes of the movie, mm-hmm. you still were not feeling the musical. Um, a lot of the big musical numbers to me were. I was kind of checking out a little bit. I was just like, like, what big musical numbers that you checked? I mean, what I else didn't really like, was? For instance, I didn't like uh, that the scene that we also previously talked about where Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone are, are up on the Hollywood Hill or whatever. They're like looking for her car or whatever. Oh, you didn't like that? I didn't like that. I, oh my God. Really? I didn't like that they're sitting on the on the bench and then just like doing this little foot thing and then they start tap dancing like and then oh and then i didn't like that they start like flying around in the griffith observatory oh you didn't like that float off and i'm like oh okay (laughs) i thought that was cool i I mean it's 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 visually cool and i get why they did it because like it it resulted in visually stunning material Mm -hmm. but i felt like the content itself was like cheesy to me Mm. and that's just my personal take on it Mm -hmm. i I don't really think that many people would agree with me Mm. (laughs) but i just felt like it it didn't feel like those moments were necessary for the story or like warranted for but is the movie really about the story or is it more just about a fantasy like not having to stick to a story and that's a good point you know like maybe that is i don't think it's really yeah i don't think this movie is about a story i think it's about just a fantasy you know which doesn't necessarily have to have a beginning or end or really make sense Mm -hmm. anyways uh anton do you have any uh final thoughts on the film do you guys think that there's gonna be like more musicals now maybe yeah probably really probably maybe maybe because it's excess hollywood that's what happens do this you is think gonna, that this people is like musicals now? Yeah, I don't. I just don't. I don't Anton, think that they fly in the modern world. When well, we were in this theater do. just now, this movie's gonna probably win many people Academy were Awards. singing along around us to the 
to the songs that were playing. So clearly people had already listened to the soundtrack of this movie and then were seeing Well, you're movie. seeing it pretty late <laughs> in the game. It's I, been out we, for like two that months. Is, that is well, true. Well, the fact is that like mo- the, the theater was actually pretty full and yeah. people were obviously seeing it for more than well, the first time. Well, it's because time. of the Oscar okay. buzz that it's getting. We are about a week away from the Oscars. Yeah, but, and also it's just the, the, the people, the like small group of people who like musicals are like going to see it like six times. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> anyway anyways uh, any final thoughts on la la land before we wrap this up uh yeah liked it a lot almost loved it <laughs> but liked it a lot almost loved it from laura yeah for um, the second time i'm basically go in the see same it range if you haven't yeah see definitely it. it's totally worth, worth seeing. seeing um moonlight win best picture <laughs> well i think that's gonna be it for us uh those are our thoughts on la la land and other uh various yeah things. we've been going on and um, on here Thanks for tuning in, and we'll be back uh, next week with another episode of Totally Tell Me. You've been listening to Totally Tell Me, a weekly podcast where we talk about movies, music, food, and fun. New episodes will be posted every Wednesday on SoundCloud and iTunes. Thanks so much for listening, and if you liked it, don't forget to share it or subscribe on iTunes. Bye-bye.